0: Already, we could do this last episode. Let's do it. Let's kill you. Welcome to the Village Idiots <sighs> Podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. With me, I have Emily. Hello, Nicole. Stop, Justin. hey yo And the guests so nice. We had them on thrice. Dawson.
1: <laughs> love that. <Bye. laughs> I love no hate hey sluts
0: or anything. I figured
1: it's my, it's my last day. I figured I'd be nice. I gotta
0: throw that professionalism on. I get it. I get it.
1: You know, maybe, maybe if I'm nice, they'll, they'll hound you to have me back.
2: He was using his customer service voice.
1: (laughs) Not that, never that. Your customer service voice is just you vocally bottoming. Uh,
3: (laughs) Next.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. At the end of every episode, I name the Village Idiot, and last week's Village Idiot was... I believe it was me again. Yep. So last week's episode, the party of level 20 adventurers, almost demigods, <laughs> they arrived in Don mill and were met with the... Captain Lawrence Blastburn the Fourth, I believe. Yes.
4: Yes. And his Lieutenant Glimble over
0: Tinkertooth. So they met up with Captain Lawrence Blastburn the Fourth, who had just slammed down a snowman head on the table. Twiggy took it upon themselves to take the carrot out of the snowman's head and bite into it. It was GROSS. Yeah. And they didn't throw up, but that's okay. Uh, So anyway, uh, (laughs) Gloombover Tinkertooth explains that these horrors, she has basically used her illusion magic to make it look like these things are Frostfeast characters. Frostfeast is the winter holiday in Lanamora. She made them look like various snowmen, reindeer, feast foods, and Frostfeast nights with the magic that she had put into these relays all around the area of the tundra on Oluz where Don Mill resides, so they were given orders to take out the anomaly that these untold horrors that are now frost feast icons have been pouring out of, and take that anomaly down and uh, make things ever, all, all come back to normal, so that Captain Blastburn the Fourth can uh, go about their campaign. The party set out after getting a keg of gunpowder from the quartermaster. It is magic to look like a gluttonous, gluttonous gif lunchbox. <laughs> the party has gone out into the tundra and they found a pair, a set of standing stones and then were beset upon by the mother bun itself, the cinnamon roll in the sky who uh, was apparently in charge of a lot of different pastries. A baker's dozen, in fact. And the party took care of them swiftly. Then they were granted various Frostfeast presents. Twiggy saw, in the distance, what looked like a gigantic Lord Frostfeast, who is Lanamore and Santa. (laughs) But then that image faded from the distance and... It was replaced by what looked like a lot of frost and mist being flung up. But that is where we ended, and that is where we start. What would you all like to do?
2: Was that thing that Twiggy saw in the direction we're supposed to be heading?
0: Yes. Okay. over Tinkertooth gave you a map that she had drawn herself and. Her map has been true, and the next checkpoint is a guard post. So it's going to take you a few hours to get there, and it's going to be nighttime by the time you get there.
1: Love that! I can see in the
2: dark. So okay, gonna... so then we can read. I, <laughs> I have
5: night vision. Yeah,
2: well that way yeah, that way we can rest at the guard post and like Yeah you know, redo our spell slots and all that shit.
4: It's gonna get really, really, really cold, so I vote that we go into my extra-dimensional mansion and just, you know, hang out with all the wait staff and just chill for you Would long rest. <laughs> You
1: would. I I'm a little concerned about what goes on in this extra-dimensional
4: mansion. <laughs>
1: There is your, a lot. Of... <laughs> your last name is Novalust. <laughs> like...
4: Yeah, even in the um, even in the spell description there's a lot up for interpretation as to what can and cannot happen. So,
3: okay then. <laughs>
4: well, just going to drop that there.
0: So, are you going to cast your mansion here at the standing stones or are you going to trek ways while there's still some daylight left? I, I think we like, yeah, should daylight.
1: Yeah. I think we should track a little bit and make it to the guard post.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna call Charlie as well.
3: Huh? What? What? <laughs>
5: Come here. What's we're up, going us? we're gonna go a little further and then uh we're gonna go stay inside some sort of magical mansion. It'll be fine.
0: Oh, that sounds interesting, I guess. But yeah, let's let's do it.
5: Yay. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna oh. take him and like put him like kind of under you know how you put like dogs. Little dogs or cats like under your sweater or jacket to keep them warm. That's what I'm doing because I haven't gotten him his little bird sweater yet. You know, I can't feel
0: cold, right, boss? I was just about to ask. Doesn't matter.
5: I want okay. to make sure.
0: <laughs> Charlie nuzzles into your um, little crook your shoulder.
3: So and arm. I love that goddamn bird. <laughs> Charlie is uh. baby.
0: Okay, so you make your way. Can did you all... Twiggy tell
2: us that they saw that? Oh yeah, that was going to be my next question. I forgot about that.
4: <laughs> nope. Twiggy. I did not.
0: Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> <sighs> Sweet. <laughs> Can everyone roll me a survival check,
3: please?
2: None I... of us are good at this.
3: Nope. Except that's a nat 20, baby! I got an 18.
2: I got a 10. Do you want to
3: use hero points on that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to use... Because you've got 20. You haven't used any. I think I'm going to use 5, so I can make that an unnatural 20. Twiggy,
0: what'd you get there, pal? I didn't do so hot.
2: (laughs) Uh,
4: So... uh... I rolled a six, and I have a plus zero, but I had Inspiration, so I used it, and then I rolled a four.
2: Well, (laughs) you get to
0: choose which one you take, because Inspiration lets you roll with advantage. You can
2: also use hero points, because he hasn't told you what happens.
0: It's a four or a
4: six. That's really a lot of hero points. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: Oh.
5: Twiggy. I think you okay. might just have to take take the uh the yellow on this one, L. man.
3: Where's that TikTok <laughs> yeah.
1: noise? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no no no
3: no.
4: Yeah, um I'm gonna take the four.
5: Why the would the worst you? one? Oh for the fun.
3: We'll
0: see okay. what happens.
2: For the story.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, for the for the goof.
3: <laughs>
5: Twiggy now is dead of
2: hypothermia. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Twiggy, you are starting to feel a little cold as you are trekking. You actually, um, you're you're not doing super well. You are going to take a level of exhaustion from the trek. Ooh. So, the first level of exhaustion, let me read that
2: for you. Good thing we're about to rest.
3: Maybe. Um, that's
0: what we think at least (laughs) so the first leveling exhaustion you have disadvantage on ability checks now you're trekking twiggy has taken a level of exhaustion you all kind of notice that twiggy isn't feeling their normal glamorous magnificent self so anyway you all continue along you can guess that you're getting pretty close to this to this guard post you can actually start to see it in the distance. And Twiggy, you notice with your passive perception, even though you have disadvantage on ability checks, (laughs) so I have to tell you that you see that there is a little more smoke than what you would expect from like a fire pit or something at this guard post.
4: Hey, I point. Is that supposed to be on that much fire?
1: Um, almost certainly not.
5: I'm going to say no.
1: Can Charlie check it out? See what we're in for?
5: Yeah, I'm going to uh, pull Charlie out of, out of my like, coat and be like, okay, bud, I'm going to need your help. Go ahead and go and see if you can see what that smoke is. Is it cool for us to go help these people or are we about to be in trouble? TM, you feel? Uh, I'll see what I can find, boss,
0: but you know, who's cozy? Anyway, yeah, let's go. Um, Charlie flies off, and Iris, you can see through Charlie's eyes that at the angle that you're approaching the guard post from, you can't really see much, but then once Charlie kind of circles around to the other side, you see that it looks like the, the side of this guard post has been blasted open, and there is some smoldering wreckage there. You see a lot of bodies strewn about the blast zone. So there are humanoids, but there are also snowmen, and there are reindeer as well in the Frostfeast regalia. You do see one Frostfeast knight as well, and their candy cane sword has broken. It's not moving, but it is uh, lying there on the, the ground in the snow.
5: Can I, do I have the power, like, as with my warg ability, with voice of the chain master, does that mean that I can move, like, direct Charlie where to go? Like, I think he and I can still talk. Yes, that's right. I can talk to Mm -hmm. him while this is happening. Can I ask him to see if he can look around and see if there are any other survivors here? Or is this the only, the only people we're going to be dealing with?
0: Yeah, you can ask Charlie that. He says, uh, we still got that packed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Always, buddy. Okay, yeah, I can take a closer look. Charlie flies down and takes Roost on the candy cane sword because it's the highest point. You can see through Charlie's eyes that he's got a better look inside of the guardhouse itself. And he sees that there appears to be someone inside. They don't look like they're doing so hot. They're not upright. They are um, semi-prone, I guess. They're kind of moving themselves along with their arms. It looks like they have lost use of their legs. Fuck. And you see kind of a bloody streak where they have made their tracks. And they look to be writing something like on the side of a bench. If you imagine someone has kind of dragged themselves over to this bench and they kind of held themselves up with their elbows and they're writing something. On a piece of parchment, it looks like it looks like one of the um, the members of the Last Burn Company. Are you
1: relaying everything you're seeing to us yeah. as you're seeing? It? Okay, just wanted to make sure yeah. I knew what we knew. <laughs> Iris um, is like
5: describing it out loud as she's seeing it. Um, okay, I'm going to tell Charlie to come back, and we're going to try to get up there.
4: How far away are we from that point?
0: You're at like the the farthest you can be. Away from Charlie, but still be able to have Iris talk to him. I think it's like 300 feet. Okay. Um, You're pretty far away. Um, I uh,
3: I don't know if I want to do this.
1: Oh, if you want to do what? Go go to the guard post? You don't know if you want to go to the guard post? Uh,
4: no. Um, I don't know if I want to cast Dimension Door and get to that person before they... Expire. Yeah. Mm. I can carry one willing creature along with me, but that would leave two of you behind. Dimension door can instantly teleport me anywhere up to five hundred feet from my current location to another spot within range.
5: Doesn't have someone have speak with the dead? I think I do. Well, then no, if we get there was, too late, it's fine.
1: I thought I no because he, I I Nate said that I couldn't
0: use that one because of Lanamora restrictions. Because mm-hmm. this. And restrictions. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't want y'all to talk to dead people. That's that's scary. That's spooky. I don't like it. That's spooky. <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh please.
2: That's that's for the Halloween special.
1: <laughs> I'd rather speak to dead people than my relatives half the time.
2: God, oh. for real.
4: <laughs> I would like to reach my hand out to Lottie and ask. Come on, let's get to him.
2: Me? Why not? Yeah, do you grab my hand? Sure. Do you trust me?
4: You immediately grab my hand and we instantly blink out and blink into existence behind this individual that's crawling to... uh... You took...
1: (laughs) You took the rogue and not the cleric, the person Mm, who might be mm. able to heal them? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Understands that Twiggy has... You know, suffered some exhaustion, so <laughs> they might not be thinking exactly straight. So, that's
4: tracks.
3: <laughs> oh my god. I, thought,
0: I was thinking if it's I got... It's okay.
5: I'll just throw Malaketh
0: real far. I'll, I'll give you your. <laughs> for that, Twiggy, I'll give you your inspiration back. Um, I was. That's, uh, that's good my, RP, my even if it thought. was unintentional.
4: My train of thought was <laughs> that, you know, if I blink into this place and I get surrounded by, by baddies, then I'm going to want a rogue to just like immediately, like, take out half of the entire group with uh, with sneak attack so that was my train of thought Wait,
2: why, Emily why do you look so affronted right now
5: because he was like oh, I'm gonna go into this place I need a bodyguard better take the halfling rogue not the fucking water genasi god who controls the seas to take out half of a group of people nah bring the halfling rogue oh. she'll just stab a stab a stab she'll be fine
1: <laughs> or <laughs> be the fine. giant snake cleric with a venomous
5: mace. You know, a- the cleric who can heal the person. Yes. Oh, it's fine. I love it. I know. I love it. This is, so this is so funny. <laughs> he's this
4: is
1: so funny.
4: <laughs> this unintentional <But> this- <laughs> RP is incredible. I love it. So um, <laughs> very good. So
1: I guess uh, we're
5: hoofing it. <laughs> yeah, right? Malaketh and I look at each other like, okay, I guess we'll walk. We're good. We got it. No, we're cool. <laughs> we got it, guys. We'll be fine. Don't worry. At first,
2: about it. At first I was reluctant to go with him because I didn't know what his intentions were. But now I know what the intention was. I'm actually super excited that he took me because, as a rogue, I have felt very useless up until this point <laughs> because everything has been flying or in the water. So I haven't been able to do all the badass shit that. I could do.
4: And Smiggy looks down at you and goes, You're welcome. And then uh, turns the attention to the individual that is crawling on the ground and goes, Oi, mate, you're all right.
0: Well, first, let me describe kind of what happens when you get over there. Okay. So you've dimensioned order over there, you kind of whoop, and you pop over in front of the uh, guardhouse. When you set your feet down on the snow, I imagine it kind of lifts you up a little bit, this dimension door, and kind of sets you back down. You feel uneasy, as in, like, you're kind of off balance. But then it kind of fades, and you you feel a little more sure-footed.
3: I don't like that.
0: <laughs> Some of that's because of the dimension door. Some of it is because, Twiggy, you also notice that you, you've sunk into the snow a little bit. And Lottie, you feel it too.
2: Am I like disappearing? Because it's a lot of snow. I was about to say,
1: Lottie can only sink so far. There's not much much of her to sink.
0: It's not super quick, but it is noticeable. It doesn't feel like you're standing on the permafrost that you were before.
1: You blinked into fucking
2: quicksand snow. (laughs) Quick snow. It's quick Quick snow. Uh, Can I... Is cunning action a thing I can only do in combat, or can I use that, like, at any point?
0: Where you can dash or hide or whatever as a bonus action? Yeah. Yeah, it's more for combat. I mean, you're just quick anyway.
2: I just wanted to dash out of this situation.
0: (laughs) uh, Okay, let me describe one more thing before I let you do what you're going to do. Twiggy, you also see that there are more lunchboxes inside of the guardhouse that apparently Charlie couldn't see. And you see this individual here writing on the bench. You're, you're close enough to see that they are writing on a piece of parchment. And it looks like the what they are writing with is a shard of bone.
1: This is some necromantic bullshit.
0: And the ink that they're using is curiously blood red color. What? And you say, "Oi, how you doing, mate? Or whatever it was you said. And as they turn and look at you, their eyes look like pale blue orbs. They don't have any pupils. They've got twinkling pale blue eyes.
5: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Good luck with that sneak attack. Yeah, thanks for that, bitch. You bring the rogue,
2: you bring miss- the rogue, and then you ruin the element of surprise. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Amazing!
3: <laughs>
0: so, that's where you all are. They, this individual looks at you with these eyes and they go back to frantically scrawling on this piece of parchment. And they run out of quote-unquote ink, and then they take this bone shard down to their leg and they pull the, the blood out of there and they go back to
5: writing. I must not tell lies. What is this person writing? He's about to fucking blow shit up. I don't know. I feel like he's doing some sort of scary necromantic spell, but I'm not super sure. You all are not close enough to see what they're writing.
0: Uh, I
1: can't, I, uh, I can't we're say for, anything. We're I'm not for there. Sure, right, we're <laughs> for sure not close enough. <laughs>
0: Are me and Twiggy aren't? Unless you want to walk up. You, you kind of dimension door in front of where the blast zone was for this guardhouse. Like you have to be able to see the place that you're going. It can be a place you see, one you can visualize, or one you can describe by stating distance and direction for dimension door. So since Charlie didn't exactly see inside, obviously because Charlie did not see the gluttonous, gluttonous GIF gunpowder lunchboxes, Iris was able to describe the outside of the guardhouse a little better for you to get over there with Dimension Door.
2: So, can I make a stealth check to, like, to, like, go see what's going on, but like in a sneaky way? Please do. I would love that. I would love nothing more.
4: And I would like to use Detect Thoughts on that creature. Okay, within thirty feet, right?
0: Or yeah, you're you're. That close, but not close (laughs) enough to read. (laughs)
2: That's a 26 to stealth. Okay. You-
0: I'm glad I brought the rogue. You are stealthily approaching. As you get out of the snow that you're in, you can feel that it kind of solidifies again, and it's back to permafrost as you walk closer to the guardhouse.
3: I don't fucking like that.
0: So you get closer. You're trying to see what they're writing, and Twiggy, you're trying to detect thoughts.
1: Yep. Oh, am I faster as a snake? Because I might polymorph.
5: I was just looking through all my stuff. I'm
0: like, can I get
5: am I any kind of fast?
0: I am not. (sighs) The surface thoughts that you're getting, Twiggy, are mostly anxiety, paranoia, and yeah, existential dread. Those three. If you want to probe deeper, you can. Oh my god.
3: Okay, so uh
4: Quick question, these lunchbox gunpowder containers, are they arranged in a way that would suggest like he's going to blow this motherfucker up?
0: They are arranged in a way that it looks like this is where they're being stored. They're far away from any open flames or anything like that, and they're kind of uh, situated in a way that this is like a storage option for them. You see that there are some pretty heavy metal grates that on the sides just in case something horrible were to happen uh, one of those has been flung down in the direction that the blast in the guardhouse is so do you want to probe deeper into this mind can i do that and
4: simultaneously get
0: out of the snow that i'm in yeah i'll let that happen as you probe deeper you don't feel any resistance to entering this creature's mind this person's mind it is a humanoid they just have those those eyes, but as you probe deeper, you hear over and over again in their head they're coming, they're coming, they're coming
3: they're
2: they're coming, they're coming guessing that's what they're writing
0: and Lottie, what you are looking at is a bunch of nonsense written on paper. You can't make out anything. it doesn't look like a language you've ever seen before. Cool It is a uh, highly angular glyphs it can you can tell it's some sort of language, but it's just one that you've never seen before.
2: Can I tell that this person is not going to survive their wounds? Yeah, you can tell that they're they're not doing so hot because I know Dawson mentioned that Malaketh didn't have the you don't ha do you have the cure wounds spell in your spell slots now? Or was that something that you had to meditate to switch out?
3: Um, I have heal, I have that's curse wounds. That's not what we're looking for. Nope. <laughs> uh, Quite the opposite of Love the idea of
5: going to a cleric and you're like, Can you heal this man? And it's like, oh I do Nope, nope, that's curse wounds. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wrong page, wrong page. Oh, sorry,
5: page. wrong page. So sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have spare the dying.
2: I thought I did have I thought I did have heal wounds. So Nate, any of those spells, are those gonna save him or is he that is he too far gone? As a rogue, Lottie wouldn't know.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> that is
0: not your expertise you know how to deal the killing blow you don't know exactly how to reverse a killing blow
2: yeah that's what I'm asking for because I feel like I was just about to go up to this guy and slit his throat to put him out of his misery but if, I mean how on, long is it going to take for them to get to us
1: we're like 300 feet I think is what he said so yeah it's going to
0: be a
1: little it's going to take
2: too long so should I just kill him to Put him out oh of his misery. God. That's
3: your
5: decision. That is your decision. You can't ask us. We're not there. <laughs> no. Like, I'm just saying, talking like, character
2: to Twiggy. Ask, I feel like that's what I would do. That's what Lottie would do. Because then, if that's in character, fucking. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. I'm gonna finish him off. Oh. But in a way that I'm I'm doing it like you know to to put this poor fella out of his misery.
5: I mean, pretty <laughs> sure he's already dead. But like, you do what you want. Um, Roll
0: me a melee attack with advantage, please, Lottie. Twiggy, you keep hearing they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. not yeah, in that I'm twenty. Gonna... Oh. Okay. <laughs> Nate's okay. face. Just, I I imagine, Twiggy, that you see what Lottie is doing and, or is about to do, and you kind of break contact with this mind prior to the end. And right before that, you hear, they're coming, they're coming, they're
3: here. Fuck.
0: And Lottie puts this poor soul out of its misery, just as Lottie and Twiggy, you feel a quivering in the ground.
2: Can I um, uh, hide behind something?
0: Yeah, you can, you can certainly try.
2: I'm going to start
4: like panicking <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and roll for anxiety.
2: God, the bard and the rogue. Well, I-, I crit myself, but I am a halfling, so I have lucky, so I'm going to reroll. <sighs> All
4: right, I'm going to panic, grab the letter that they were writing on, and cast Comprehending
2: Languages. Okay. So that's a 28 to self.
0: Okay. You are successfully hidden behind the gluttonous, gluttonous gif gum barrel storage.
2: I don't know if I want to be (laughs) hidden behind that. (laughs) Quick question about these lunchbox things. Is this something that needs to be ignited in order to be set off? Or can it just be hit really hard with something?
0: It's not concussive. It needs to be physically lit.
2: That's why
0: each gluttonous, gluttonous gift lunchbox comes included in the handle, Clinton steel.
2: (laughs) Get yours today. So, is it like a fuse situation where I could like light the fuse and then just fucking Molotov cocktail this shit? Like,
0: yeah, it's kind of that uh, a similar situation. You can open it up and you pull the fuse out.
2: Now I'm excited to be here.
0: Twiggy, you've cast Comprehend Languages on this scroll, on this parchment. Yes. And you are a little confused at first because this doesn't look like words and you've just cast Comprehend Languages on it. You should know what this says. You're, you're really confused and then all of a sudden this realization comes in from when you had detected the thoughts of this individual who is writing this, you... Recall something that helps you comprehend this a little better. What it says is, they're building an army. They'll be here soon. If they're not here already, Lord Frostfeast is coming. He's coming. He's coming. coming." I would like to hide, please.
3: Oh my god.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, roll me a stealth check. (laughs) I feel like with his passive perception, he would have seen where I would have gone to hide.
3: Yeah, most likely.
4: That is a 23 to stealth,
0: by the way.
3: Okay. You are successfully hidden near where Lottie
0: is. We're going to swap over to Malekith and Iris now. So Malekith and Iris, you are about 300 feet away. You see the guardhouse. You kind of see two shapes that you assume are Twiggy and Lottie go into the guardhouse. You've recalled Charlie at this point, right, Iris? Mm-hmm. So, Charlie comes back and snuggles back in. As you're walking, are you all saying anything? Are you trying to plan or anything? Or
3: um, I think we'd at first
5: be pretty pissed off. <laughs> right, like,
1: so that <laughs> seems like a huge tactical error on their part.
5: What if there are other things there? What are they oh, going to do? there's almost
1: certainly other things there.
5: Charlie? Charlie? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sleeping, but... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. Are there Were there other things...
0: It's so hard flying. I know. I'm sorry. Were
5: there other things in there besides just that one person? Did it look like it was a pretty dangerous place to be?
0: No, it was just snow. Lots and lots of snow.
5: Mm. I
0: don't like that
4: it Sounds like Charlie's working for Lord Frostfeast <laughs>
5: <laughs> It's like mm, Okay I'm gonna tuck him back in And be like do you have anything that can get us there Any faster than this <sighs> What you want me to carry you Not you Charlie go back to sleep
1: <laughs> Oh sorry <laughs> The only the only spell of Transportation I have is gate And that would land us in a Nether realm at this point
5: and That is not where we want to be
1: what about um, you? Can you, you're a Genasi.
5: Can you, can you fly? Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh. I am a water Genasi. I can swim very well. If this was water, we'd be there yesterday. <sighs> but <Okay. laughs> I mean, I do have create water. I could make it, I could just make it rain in front of us as we're running and make it slippery so we could basically ice skate there. Nathan, would you let me do that?
0: You know what? I cert- most certainly would. You're a level 20 magic user. You've you definitely got this ability. Let's get yeah. some uh, Katara ice skating up in here.
5: I'm going to stand in front of Malekith, and I'm going to be like, okay. She throws her hands out in front of her, and it looks like a giant storm cloud just kind of comes from her hands and appears over where she needs to be, and it starts raining, and she can move the storm cloud. So as we start, like sliding our way i can move the storm cloud in front of us so
1: in order to make this easier i am going to polymorph into a snake and wrap around your arm so that we just travel at the same speed dope
0: i love it excellent roll me uh athletics i guess for keeping up with your own storm cloud
5: Ooh, That's a plus seven that's gonna be a 23
3: you
0: handily make this work. Uh, you're, you're moving at at least double the speed you'd be able to walk. However, as you're about halfway there, you see that all of the snow around this guardhouse seems to have just been affected by something. It looks like there's a huge like 200-foot diameter circle. It's, you're almost to the edge of it now where you are. Just is kind of floating in the air, and there's this odd kind of blue white magical field around it where it looks like all this loose powder snow is falling
5: up like a snow globe.
0: It's falling up as if it were falling in reverse. It's the same thing, so it's lifting in the air like pebbles in DBZ. Yes,
1: like anti, so like the gravity is reversed. So, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. so as that is happening you also sense that something's not right and you're not quite sure what it is both of you being magic users you know that a this isn't normal you've never seen anything like this before but also like you just feel uneasy as this snow is falling up
5: i'm gonna do my favorite thing and use uh detect magic (laughs) at will because i can do that Do I detect any magic around this weird magic circle? Hell yeah. (sighs) What kind of magic?
0: It's stupid amounts of um, conjuration magic.
1: Oh, not conjuration.
0: No, no. So as you're kind of detecting this magic, you are actually now in the field unless you've stopped.
5: I would say we stop right outside the field. Okay. I want to see what that is. I'm stopping where you stop, sis. I'm yeah. on your wrist. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to say I, we like come to a, a, a stop and I've you know pulled <laughs> you the storm party. cloud back.
0: Yeah. So you know that the guardhouse is approximately in the center of this magical field, which is 200 feet in diameter. So you're about 100 feet from the guardhouse. Okay. As you stop, you get this uneasy feeling. This is the same feeling that Twiggy and Lottie actually got. As this happens, you see that the snow is starting to coalesce into blobs and it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there are dozens and dozens of these snow blobs that kind of coalesce into snowmen. Once they have fully formed, they've got their carrot nose, coal eyes, and their jaunty hats and arms. They fall to the ground with a thud. And they all simultaneously let out uh,
3: laugh. <laughs> it's
0: a laugh. It's a jolly sounding laugh, but as it's coming from everywhere from dozens of these snowmen, it doesn't seem so jolly. So let's roll for initiative.
1: Also, I have, you know, uncoiled myself and reformed mm-hmm. off of Iris's <laughs> wrist at this point.
5: I got a sweet seven.
1: 17 plus my initiative, so I have 24.
2: Okay. 18. Plus I also get to go before anyone that rolled under a 12.
0: Gotcha. Twiggy?
4: I'm going to use three hero points from my 15 to a 21.
0: Okay. And we've got snowmen. Let's see what they rolled. They're all going to go kind of together. So, Malakith, you're going to be first. You are on the edge of this field. You're about a hundred feet away from the guardhouse, and you see dozens of these snowmen around. What would you like to do? They're all—they're all around this, um, you know, two hundred diameter, two hundred foot diameter circle around the guardhouse.
1: Okay. So they're in—they're in the the epicenter of the like they're mm-hmm. like closer to the to the center of the circle, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're just all o- around the the diameter?
0: They're all around. They kind of formed themselves and they just kind of fell where they coalesced.
1: Okay. I am going to cast Flame Strike in amongst them each creature in a 10-foot radius of this 40-foot high cylinder centered on point within range uh must make a dexterity saving throw a creature takes 4d6 fire damage and 4d6 radiant damage on a failed save but yeah i'm going to cast flame strike
0: okay where are you casting flame strike closer to you i guess since the range is not that great
1: Right, it's, it's just a 60-foot range spell. So I'm, you know, casting it far enough that myself and Iris aren't going to take radiant damage, <laughs> but close enough to, like, blow some Get some as many summons. as possible. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So you cast this and...
1: A swirling black cloud forms in the sky, and then it just shoots down a column of white hot flame.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent well, you managed to get uh, about half a dozen of these snowmen with that blast. They they don't melt, but they kind of turn back into snow and just kind of fall into a heap. Okay. So, that is going to bring us to Twiggy's turn. Twiggy, what would you like to do? Oh, Also, Malika, do you want to w- move at all?
3: Yeah, um, I want to turn
1: to Iris and we need, um, so, like, I'm talking to Iris. Like, mm-hmm. are we sh- should we surround them, or should we try to get to Twiggy and Lottie and create a front? Twiggy looks pretty exhausted, and I'm worried about them.
5: Yeah, I have a feeling we we should probably all be together for this. So let's let's do what we can and just kind of get keep moving, keep it moving mm-hmm. forward. So I'ma move towards them.
0: <laughs> all right. So you kind of head in towards the guard post, in such a way that you're kind of going through the path of least resistance, which just happens to be where you rained down that spell. So you're third of the way to them. Cool. That will bring us to Twiggy. Twiggy, you are inside of the guard post with Lottie. You are hidden, but you feel this weird energy and you know that something weird's happening as you look out the blast hole on this guard post. You see that there are dozens of snowmen outside.
4: Okay, I am going to, in that case, use Mass Suggestion. I suggest a course of activity and magically influence up to 12 creatures of my choice that I can see within range that can hear and understand me. 60 feet. Creatures that can't be charmed or immune to this effect. Each target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it does what I
0: tell it to do. Okay, so up to 12. Yes.
1: How many dozens? You said dozens, plural, but then like didn't tell us like what is it? Six dozen? Are we fa- like how many dozens of these rabid snowmen are we facing?
0: It's maybe five dozen. Okay, to so sixty. Okay,
2: Nate, I've been using this thing wrong. So the in, the going twice thing is whatever my initiative was minus ten. So that's why it was twelve the first time because my initiative was twenty two. Last time I just fucked up completely. So my initiative was 18, so I go again before anyone with an 8 or under.
3: Yeah,
0: no problem. So... I've got to
3: do a spell save. What's your spell save, DC? Spell save, DC
4: is 21.
0: Okay. Yeah, they fail. So you've got a dozen of these things under Suck your snowman suggestion. What do you suggest for them to do?
4: I suggest for them to start attacking the other ones who weren't under my suggestion.
3: The other snowmen. Okay. So snowmen civil war.
0: Okay. That is going to happen on snowman turn.
4: Okay, and uh, bonus action to use a bardic inspiration on Lottie. I guess you get a D12 to any ability or attack roll or stuff.
0: Okay, so that will bring us to Lottie's
3: turn.
2: Can you lay the land out for me, in terms of like how far away things are, where people are, in terms of things?
0: Yeah, so you are in the guard post. You're hiding behind the storage for the Gluttonous Gluttonous GIF gunpowder kegs. Twiggy has just suggested that a bunch of snowmen start fighting other snowmen. They have gotten 12 of them ensnared in that, and so you see that some snowmen outside of what you can see right now from the guard post are starting to fight each other. (laughs) You don't see Iris or Malekith, but you do see Twiggy is there next to you, and you're feeling slightly encouraged that Twiggy's there with you because Twiggy gave you that little bardic inspiration.
2: How far away from these snowman-y thingies am I?
0: Different distances away from you. The the closest ones to you would be probably 20 feet away from the guardhouse.
2: I would like to get within striking distance of the closest snowman.
0: The snowman, as you get close to it, you see that it is six feet tall. And as you're closer to it, you see that it's got like razor sharp branch arms.
2: Was it facing me or is it facing away from me?
0: I'm going to say this one's facing away from you.
2: Thank you. So I'm going to use my sneak attack bonus. Um, Okay.
0: The next closest one to you is about 15 feet away.
2: Okay. So I'm going to do my sneak attack. So I get to roll an extra d6 damage. With advantage, if enemy is within five feet of a creature, you don't need advantage. A creature on my side, I'm guessing. Would that mean that the, the snowmen that are fighting under Twiggy's suggestion are on my side, and I could, have u- I could use those with advantage too? I'll have
0: to have you roll a an insight to see which ones are for you and which ones are against you, but yeah gotcha uh i'll let you do that as a bonus action if you want to but i know that you can use your bonus action to do other things
2: yeah so i'm going to attack this snowman wait i want to know is this one on our side cuz it's not is it it's not fighting anyone else right you said the next closest one
0: yeah this one's standing alone by itself
2: gotcha okay so does a Wait, I have advantage, so I can roll...
0: Yeah, roll twice, take the higher
3: number. Yeah. So 18
2: plus 14, that's a lot.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that hits.
2: That's like 32. So... With my sneak attack bonus...
0: What is your sneak attack bonus right now? I don't
2: think I wrote that down.
0: Sneak attack is 10d6 at level 20.
2: That's it. That's what it is.
0: So I just rolled for you on my thing because I don't want you to have to roll 10d6 and add it okay. all up. I appreciate so
2: that.
0: Your short sword is 1d6, right? Uh, 1d6 plus 8. Plus 8 plus 10d6. That's going to be 50 damage. <laughs> so Lottie, <laughs> what does it look like when you eviscerate this snowman?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so... I'm just, like, tired of all this flying shit and so excited that something's finally on the ground. So I just get the fuck out there, and I run up really fast, and I do kind of one of those, like... like, Do you know when you, like, slide on your knees and you slash at something? You've seen mm-hmm. that in movies? Yeah. I do kind of, like, one of those, and I, like, slash it, like, right at its midsection. And it goes poof. Bye-bye.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it goes poof, it falls to the ground in a snowy heap. Do you want to use your bonus action to do anything? Get closer? Hide? Disengage? Well, you don't have to disengage because there's nothing you're engaged with.
2: Because I already used my movement, but would that be, I can still with my bonus action, I can still, I can move. With
0: a bonus action, you can dash, Oh, yeah,
2: true. So can I dash towards the Rest of the group of them.
0: Do you want to go towards the ones that are in fighting or do you want to go to an area where they are not in fighting? Not fighting. Okay. Gotta go fast. So, Lottie, you have made your way. You've, you've eviscerated one of these snowmen and you're heading in to get the other ones. I should mention as well that night is starting to fall. It is going to be snowmen's turn now. So. Twiggy, your 12 snowmen actually take out nine of the opposing force. Fuck yeah, go team. Of snowmen. But of those 12, they take out three of yours. So you've got nine snowmen under your control still. There are a a, a few nearby Malekith. They kind of see you and they start shuffling their way up towards you. You know, they don't (laughs) have legs, so they can't exactly run.
1: They're just like...
0: Slide sliding along the ground. They're scooching towards you. <laughs> Some more snowmen are going towards the snowmen that are fighting, that haven't seen Malakith or Lottie or Twiggy. I mean, none of them have seen Twiggy or Lottie yet. So the only person that's made themselves known is Malakith. Malakith. about five of them are coming your way.
1: Alright. That's fine. Let's go,
2: baby.
0: <laughs> so that is going to bring us to Lottie's first second turn
2: (laughs) only second turn
0: first and only second turn
2: yeah um
0: you dashed away right yeah so you are now kind of behind the next snowman.
2: how far within combat range
0: yeah you're close enough you're within combat range
2: so i'm gonna do the same thing and are they am i able to use my sneak attack bonus
0: it does not appear that they have seen you, so.
2: <laughs> so excited about this. <laughs> that I actually get to do the shit that a rogue is meant to do. Okay, that is a natural 20.
3: <laughs> All right, so you
0: deal. I'm going to say that there are two snowmen and nearby, and you're going to be able to just take both of them out. So let me just, because this doesn't happen a whole lot, You know, rogues getting a critical. So it's going to be 2d6 plus 8 plus 20d6. Oh my
5: god. Oh my god.
0: For a total of 90 damage. (laughs) Go team. So I'll let you, uh, yeah, go ahead and describe to me how you take out two of these snowmen that are hanging out here
2: in my head, the snowmen are kind of standing a little bit apart from each other. There's like a little bit of distance in between them. So what I'm going to do is the one that's closest to me, I'm just going to stab and then I'm going to do this awesome, like turn around where I like dance around the other one. And I come at the other one from the front and just stab.
3: All
0: right. Your, your daggers strike true and these snowmen fall into. Heaps by your blade.
2: Short sword, not daggers.
0: Sorry, your, your short sword. So, they are O-U-T out. So you've <laughs> taken down three so far.
2: Can I go now towards the bigger group?
0: Yeah, you can make your way over there. Okay. There are a, a, a fair amount more over there.
1: So we've taken down six, nine,
0: three.
2: Okay. I'm
1: just trying to keep track of how many we've downed.
0: Yeah. So, y'all have taken down 18 so far.
5: Out of I how mean, many? 60? 60. 60.
0: You've taken <laughs> down almost oh a third God. of the force. Iris, it is your turn.
5: What? I get to go? I get to do things now? Holy yeah. shit.
0: That's what you get for rolling low on initiative.
5: Uh, so we forget for having a rogue 20, level 20 rogue go twice.
2: <laughs> God. Sorry. Sneak it attack. was just that
5: one time, I promise. I would like to cast Whirlwind. It says a Whirlwind howls down to a point that you can see on the ground within range. The Whirlwind is a 10 foot radius, so 20 feet total, 30 foot high cylinder centered on that point. You can use your action to move the whirlwind up to 30 feet in any direction along the ground. The whirlwind sucks up any medium or smaller objects that aren't secured to anything and aren't worn or carried by anyone. A creature must make a dexterity saving throw the first time on a turn that it enters the whirlwind or that the whirlwind enters it. A creature takes 10d6 bludgeoning damage on a failed save. In addition, a large or smaller creature that fails the save must succeed on a strength saving throw or become restrained in the whirlwind. When a creature starts its turn restrained by the whirlwind, the creature is pulled five feet higher inside it, unless the creature is at the top. A restrained creature moves with the whirlwind and falls when the spell ends, unless the creature has some means to stay aloft. A restrained creature can use an action to make a strength or dexterity check against your spell save DC, if, if successful, the creature is no longer restrained by the whirlwind and is hurled 3d6 by 10 feet away from it in a random direction.
3: Wow. So, basically, just,
5: I- I'm going to put all these snowmen in a blender and just fling them around.
1: <laughs> Yay, slushies! Slushy time! I would just say... Look where you're casting, because Lottie is a small object.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. But we
5: are about a hundred feet away. So what okay, I wanna okay. do is I wanna <laughs> cast this whirlwind about I'm assuming there's no one within ten feet in front of me.
1: I move thirty feet at a time and I use my action to run. So like I'm 30 feet. Okay, in front so of I you.
5: want to cast this about like ten feet in front of Malaketh, like and I want to, as we move as we're running. I want Mm -hmm. to move this with us. So as on every action, I can move it up to 30 feet. So I want it to always stay about 10 feet in front of us.
0: Okay. So do you want to use this as a shield or do you want to use this as like a deterrent for anything that's trying to follow you?
5: So basically, or in front of us, I basically want it to be kind of like a vacuum. Clearing out the path in front of us as we're running so we can get there without having to fight. Basically, I want to us to be able to use our movement to run.
1: Oh, but I got the mace all venomed up and ready. Get there. If,
5: <laughs> you still may need to use it. I wouldn't put I it away. Right. But if I can get collect up a bunch of snowmen on our way there, once we get there, I'll just fling them all out. And then we can. <laughs> That's the yes. plan. That's what I would like to do. Is that okay, Nathan? Yep.
1: <laughs> you got that spell up? And Nathan's just like, this is not going to plan. These
5: are Oh, the range guys. is 300 feet, by the way. Just heads okay. up. Okay,
0: so you cast it 10 feet in front of Malakith. It's a 20-foot diameter whirlwind. So
5: wait, is Malakith about to... They're going to go next turn, and they're going to run 30 feet, and so I won't well, be able so to I move already- it.
1: Right, so I already ran 30 feet in, ahead of you, and the, the whirlwind has like a 20-foot radius of effect, doesn't it? Yeah. Cause it's,
5: so you want to cast it a little bit further in front That's of you That's what I'm thinking. Feet. Maybe so, I'll do like 30 feet in front of you so yes. that once it, like the edge of it is 30 feet in front of you. So that yes. means when you, once you start your next turn, you'll get right to it, then it'll be my turn and I can move it 30 more feet. Yes.
3: Dope. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah, because you can
0: move it 30 feet on your turn, correct? Yeah. 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 So you can summon it in, move it, and then Malekith can move up to it.
5: Yeah. And then I'll move it again.
0: Yeah, you cast this whirlwind in front of Malekith, and it ensnares it ensnares nine snowmen. Cool. On the on the first casting of it. As you move it, you get an additional one snowman you actually like just lasered in right on a big group of them and as it's moving in that 30 feet you get like one more okay so 10 snowmen are now restrained by your whirlwind
5: okay so they should take damage or they have to uh
0: do strength um, saving throws or be restrained
5: yeah a creature takes 10 d6 bludgeoning damage on a failed save
0: okay because of the size of the whirlwind and all of the snow and stuff that it's kicking up, and maybe snowmen that it's destroying, I am not going to tell you how many snowmen make it out alive. Oh. Until oh. it moves again. I will say that as you, the whirlwind moves, you do not see any snowmen of the ten that have been sucked up in it so far. Gotcha. Would you like to move? You're going to move up to Malicus?
5: Um Yeah, I'd like to move up to Malakith.
0: Okay. I'm sister. So... Any bonus action? Anything like that? Reactions? Is this a concentration spell, I'm guessing?
5: Uh, yes, it's a concentration spell. But, no, I don't have any bonus actions or anything.
0: All uh, right, right. That's gonna bring us back to the top of the order. Malekith, it's your turn. A big old whirlwind of snow blender just came up in front of you. What the
1: fuck? And then I, like, look back and see that Iris is casting and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> a <another> new thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not another thing. Okay. Um... So, are there any snowmen in my immediate vicinity?
0: There are a lot of them have been sucked up by the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. There are a few stragglers off to your left, away from the guard
3: post. How close are they to me?
0: I'd say within 30 feet.
3: Okay. So, I would like to close that distance.
1: And how many are there? Did you say three?
0: Yeah, there's about three over to the left that haven't been sucked up by this whirlwind.
1: So I would like to close that distance and whip out with my tail and smash the other one with my mace.
3: All right, make some I get attack two rolls. Actions. Do it.
1: What is the roll on a on a yunty like the the?
0: You're looking for a mace. Attack bonus,
1: yeah, because I have the the mace of terror,
0: and that's a plus one, right,
3: I think so,
0: damage is gonna be a one d eight plus your strength modifier plus your plus one, and then you just gotta do an attack roll for
1: right, right, right right, two okay. attack rolls, that's a nat twenty all right, so that'll and... be two d eight.
3: <laughs> 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 then, okay, okay, so
1: we'll put the twenty on my tail, and then the the mace is a set. <laughs>
0: All right, so the, you're gonna miss with the the mace, but your your tail
3: will be able to do some bludgeoning damage. Okay, tail attack. There's no tail attack here. But what the fuck? I thought there was one. Uh, Let's just say
0: it's a D8. So let's do, yeah, D8 plus strength modifier.
1: Okay, and it's 2D8, right?
0: Yeah, because it was a critical hit.
1: Okay, and then my strength modifier is plus 3. So that's 12 plus 3, so that's a 15.
0: All right, you knock one of these snowmen into one of the other ones. I'm going to say that this knock actually causes them to the the one that was hit to take some damage too so the one snowman you hit gets knocked into another and that one takes 10 damage they're both still up and they are close to you now mm-hmm. and there are three total so you land out with one with your mace of terror and missed, and then you hit the other one with your tail and knocked it into the third so that is going to take us to twiggy's turn twiggy what would you like to do
4: Uh, i would like to do some real cool stuff right now
0: see what you got nothing you know knows where you are right now you're still hidden
4: okay i would like to first cast my um bonus action unbreakable majesty i can assume a magically majestic presence for one minute or until incapacitated. For the duration, whenever any creature tries to attack you for the first time on a turn, the attacker must make a Charisma saving throw against your spell save DC. On a failed save, it can't attack you this turn. It must choose a new target, or the attack is wasted.
0: Okay, so that's your bonus action. So what does that look like? You've got some sort of spell effect, some sort of aura around you now?
4: Yeah, basically like start shimmering, like a kind of like twilight motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) kind of like uh i just did this really great skincare routine and i'm like i'm like glowing like literally glowing it's
1: all about that chemical exfoliation
4: (laughs) so i would like to walk out from where i am to kind of get a better vantage point if that's possible
0: okay you hear a whirlwind behind you it's about 50 feet away from you and you see your snowmen fighting other snowmen, and you can actually make out Lottie. You're able to see her with your super high passive perception. Sweet. She thinks she's being sneaky, but you can see her. And to be fair, she is being sneaky.
2: Very, <laughs> bit of bit of sneaky. It's impressive that you can see me.
0: Snook, snake. Uh, bit of bit
2: of sneaky, sneaky. Very, very sneaky, sir.
4: So I would like to do something very fun here. Is there, like, an area that is uh, occupied by only the snowmen that isn't, like, around us that maybe I could, like, cause a distraction for those snowmen to kind of, like, go another way?
0: Yeah. So as you step out of the guard post, you see that there's a section of snowmen where there's—they're not either in fighting and there's no whirlwind happening and— It's like a third of the remaining area around the guard post that snowmen are kind of advancing on the party and or advancing towards the action or the guard post. So it's actually behind you on the opposite side of where the whirlwind is. So if you had to guess, there's probably about two dozen, maybe less, maybe fewer snowmen over there.
4: All right. I would like to uh, cause a major distraction for those snowmen and cast major image. Okay. You create the image of an object, a creature or some other visible phenomenon that is around a 20 foot cube. The image appears in a spot that you could see within range of 120 feet and lasts for a duration of up to 10 minutes. Uh, it seems completely real, including sound smells and temperature appropriate to the thing depicted. You can't create sufficient like effects or whatever um, sensory effects. Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things can pass through it, but a creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine that it is an illusion with a successful intelligence or investigation check against my spell save DC, which is likely not going to happen.
0: (laughs) Well, what would you like this major illusion to be?
4: I am going to send you something in the... So I would like to basically do that, except, like, neon and glowing and, like, roaring to, like, distract. uh,
3: Explain
0: it to the listeners. So what we've got here is it's a clockwork mechanical centaur, but instead (laughs) of a human, it's a minotaur torso and head.
3: Yeah, so- Well, I guess it'd
0: still be a human torso with a, a bull, the head of a bull.
2: For all history buffs out there, Justin is basically Trojan-horsing everyone right now. These snowmen.
4: I like it to look more like an alive animal that the snowmen feel like they have to interact with. Neon
0: and glowing and (laughs) nice and imposing. Yeah, like
4: flashing different colors and like roaring and distracting the shit out of the other
3: third of the snowmen.
0: Alright. Excellent. You cast that and... All of the snowmen in that area are going to attack that now. It looks like they kind of turn and they're all looking at that. Okay. So on their turn, they will will resolve what happens there. Where exactly are you? Are you closer to Lottie or are you close? Are you getting away from that whirlwind?
4: Well, Lottie is between myself and Malaketh and I correct? I
0: no, Lottie's on.
4: The opposite side of the guard you post? You think of it
0: as a clock, Lottie's, Lottie's at like 1 o'clock. Yeah, Lottie's out of the guard post. Oh. Lottie's at 1 o'clock, Malakith and Iris are at 6 o'clock. The whirlwind is on its way to like 9 o'clock. And your snowmen battle that you have going on is at 12 o'clock.
4: Okay. And this major image is at like, what, 4 o'clock? Yep. Okay, um, I'm going to try and evade the uh, hurricane that's on its way. Look a little bit concerned about that.
0: So you're kind of following Lottie, but not exactly. Yeah. All right, that is going to take us to Lottie's turn. Lottie, what would you like to do? There are some straggling snowmen. Most of them are heading towards the snowman battle that's happening up at 12 o'clock. You've just seen this major image of this... Minocentaur happen.
2: So can I get to the snowmen that are going towards the Minotaur?
0: Yeah, you can circle around and get make your way over that way. Yes. If I can get to it. Yeah, you'd be able to get to the nearest one. Okay. And it's <sighs> distracted by the illusion, so.
2: Sneak attack, bitches! I have advantage. Okay,
3: so that is a... 27. (laughs) Yeah, that'll hit. Uh,
0: You deal 51 damage.
2: Bye-bye, snowman. Poof.
0: Just eviscerating it just like all the others, huh? Yep. All right. Another snowman bites
2: the snow. And I guess I'll just start heading towards the next one.
0: You're nearby, uh, but you are trying, I guess, to keep yourself concealed still. So, that was Lottie's turn. That is going to bring us to the snowmen. Let's start with the snowmen that are attacking the illusion. So, there are about, let's say, 20 snowmen over there. About three of them actually saw through the illusion. The other 17 are going to try and attack this. And of those 17, five actually, well, I guess it says spot you can see within range uses it action to examine the image. Some did that. If a creature discerns the image, the illusion is for what it is. Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion. So five of those set remaining 17 got close enough to do physical interaction with these, uh, this beast, illusory beast, and can now see that it's an illusion. So of the 20 that are there, eight of them know that it's an illusion. The remaining 12 are still after it. Those eight that now see it for what it is turn towards the guard post and start heading that way. And of the ones that are remaining of your small little army there, Twiggy, half of them perish, taking out the remaining forces that they're fighting, but they take out the ones that they're fighting as well. So you have four remaining under mass suggestion.
4: I also cast a major image at 7th level so I don't need concentration on it. Ah.
0: Okay. Good to know. So we've got a good number of these snowmen down. You're guessing probably about half of them. But you can't tell because of the whirlwind. But there's a good force coming from the spot where this illusion is. But anyway, there's a few that are attacking Malakith. One of them lands a hit and that Hit is going to do, ooh, you take 10 damage from the snowman as it rakes you with its terrible branchy claws, Malakith. All three of them that are by you attacked you, but only one of them actually managed to land a hit. Is that cleric armor, I tell you. That will bring us to Iris's turn.
5: My turn's pretty easy. I'm just going to keep running and I'm going to move my um, whirlwind 30 feet.
0: Okay. So moving the whirlwind, you actually get up to the point where the snowmen were in fighting. So you, all the snowmen that were in that congregation kind of get swept up in it. Cool. So Twiggy, unfortunately that does include your remaining four snowmen, but I think that they've done what they came to do, having taken out 12 of their own.
3: Yeah,
4: it wasn't too attached.
0: Cool. So where Iris and Malaketh are, there's only those three snowmen remaining. All of the other snowmen kind of congregated where the big snowman battle was happening. So there are basically, or well, there were two forces. There are a few stragglers over by the snowman attack, Civil War, and then the <laughs> remaining snowmen are all down by the illusion, and more than half of them are distracted by it. So that's going to bring us back to the top of the order with Malekith. What would you like to do? You've hit two of these snowmen that are by you, and one of them has been undamaged.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to bite the undamaged one, and I want to try to fucking flick them bitches away with my tail. Okay. With, like, I just roll the attack dice first, though. Right? I'm, so that is 16.
3: I'm going to add two hero points on that make it a natural 20.
0: Okay. So that's for the the bite attack.
3: Oh fuck. No.
1: No. Leave the leave the 16 alone. That's for the bite attack. <laughs> okay. Add the two hero points to my next roll which is a 14, uh making it an 18
3: uh okay. for the
1: for the tail. So the 16 is the bite, the the tail is the
3: is the 18.
0: So roll me for damage then for the bite first and then the tail attack.
3: What is bite damage the bite for a
0: malison is one d four plus your strength modifier,
3: okay, so one plus two
0: d six poison damage
1: period okay, so one d four that's a three plus did you say two d six
0: plus your strength bonus plus two d six strength modifier sorry,
3: okay, it's a three so that makes that a
0: 12. So 12 for your bite and then for your
3: tail attack. A d8? Yeah, d8 plus strength. Okay. So that is a... It's 12.
0: So you get the one snowman that's in front of you that just struck you. With a bite attack, your poison seeps into the snow and you can see a sickly-looking color occur where the bite was. Then you whip your tail around and smack the other two snowmen into each other and they disintegrate to piles of snow. So you've you've got one, just the one snowman in front of you now, the one that you've bitten.
3: <laughs> Tastes like shit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, it does not taste good. Similar taste and mouthfeel to what I described earlier for um, Twiggy in the last episode.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: that will bring us to Twiggy. What would you like to do, Twigster? I am
4: going to cast Mass Suggestion again on another up to 12 of the snowmen to go after the
0: other not-suggested snowmen. So they all roll to resist. You manage to get all 12 again. These things aren't very smart.
4: Yeah, and uh, le- to use a bonus action to give Bardic Inspiration to...
0: If it helps from where you are now, you can see both Malakith and Iris.
4: Oh, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I'll give it to Iris. Give a Bardic Inspiration D12 to you.
3: Cool.
0: So, that'll bring us, unless Twiggy wants to move.
4: I don't think so. Unless, is there anything else happening around here with my passive? No, nothing.
0: With your passive, you're standing there, you have a feeling that something is watching out in this falling darkness you're not exactly sure but you think you see a set of eyes watching you your perception is really good but with all of the wind whipping up and all the snow all around you aren't quite sure if you're seeing it or not and your tiredness is coming into play here as well Mm -hmm. that will bring us to lottie's turn lottie in front of you you see this Illusion is being fought by some of the snowmen, and then some of the snowmen are starting to fight each other again.
2: So yeah, then I want to attack one of the ones that are attack trying to attack the illusion.
0: As you're getting closer, you realize that this is you're going to be in range of a lot of them here now. So just in case that changes your mind at all,
2: why would? What do you mean?
0: There are about twenty of them there, congregated around this illusion. <laughs>
2: you about to get jumped, <laughs> nugget. I'm not really worried about that because I have this wonderful thing called Uncanny Dodge where all my damage rolls get halved. Um, <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, no, I'm fucking just getting in there. But so my first roll, will, I'll be able to add my sneak attack bonus, but the other ones I probably won't.
0: So you are unconcerned about the number of snowmen up here. So get on up and roll me that roll, roll me those sweet damage roll, or not damage rolls, but attack rolls.
2: That's a nat twenty. All
0: right. So I'm going to say that with this roll, you can take two more of them out. You dealt ninety seven damage for two d six plus eight
2: plus twenty (laughs) d six. You know, so I'd take three out altogether.
0: Two. Two out. Two. You You've only got two short swords, so I'll only say you can get two. You are close enough that these snowmen are aware of your presence now.
2: So I would like to take my cunning action, and I'm going to dash... How far away is the illusion from... Twiggy's still behind the powder kegs, right? mm Twiggy came out.
0: Twiggy's close enough to the powder pe- kegs, but they, they came out of the guard post.
2: How far away did you set up that illusion from where you are?
0: It's about 50 feet away.
2: So I can dash then, because that's literally my dash is twice your speed, right?
0: Well, dash would be just your movement. The dash action is you can move up to your movement. So if you move and dash, you can move twice your movement in one turn.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna dash away from these guys and head towards the powder kegs.
0: Okay. So you're heading back towards the middle. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
2: See, I snuck up. Bam bam. Now I'm gonna go yes. blow shit up.
0: Lottie has started running back towards the guard post, so that's gonna bring us to the snowmen. Twiggy snowmen are gonna fight each other or fight the other ones. And there are only eight that aren't under his control or uh, oh, no Wait, control. I thought
1: they got sucked up into the whirlwind.
0: Yeah. They did a separate math suggestion. Oh. mm -hmm. So two of the suggested snowmen are now gone, but they took out six of the remaining eight snowmen. So two snowmen remain, and then the remaining five will start infighting with each other. But they're also trying to fight this illusion, and (laughs) it's a whole ordeal (laughs) over there. Iris... Very extra. It is your turn. Your whirlwind is still going, and no snowmen have been left in its wake.
5: So how close are we to the guard tower? You're within
0: getting there on this turn, if you want to get there. It's like 30 feet away.
5: Can I use a bonus action to, like, look around for a second? Can you tell me... Question. Is the guard tower still on fire?
0: (laughs) There is a small blaze. I mean, it was smoldering. It's just the aftermath of the explosion, you think, that tore the side of the guard tower off.
5: And are there explosive things in this guard tower?
0: Yes, there are. The gluttonous, gluttonous gif gunpowder lunchboxes.
5: Okay, so I feel like we either need to get off the roof, get off the roof, get off the roof, and set the guard tower on fire as like an explosion or we should probably put the flames out
0: well it's smoldering it's it seems like it's pretty concentrated Mm -hmm. if it was going to ignite the gunpowder it would have done so already
2: why do you think i was headed for the gunpowder because i was planning on doing something with it
5: i mean yeah i knew you were planning on doing something with it but if the guard tower was actively on like in flames we may need to change that
1: no, it's it's, it's it's a smolder. It's a okay. smolder, darling.
5: Well, I don't really have anything else I can do very specific like that, so I guess I'm just gonna get to the guard tower and hang.
0: That'll bring us to Malekith. Your turn.
1: So, I want to try to use my tail to snap its neck. Okay. So that is a 14 plus...
3: My strength modifier, which is three, so that gives me 17. Plus, I'm going to use a hero point. All right. Which gives me 19. Yes. So, I'm going to say that, yeah,
0: this, this, just paint me a picture about how the snowman meets its demise.
1: So, basically, I, uh, my tail comes around wraps around his throat and then i torque it so that it twists his neck all the way around all right i love that
0: that that snowman head pops right off like a something like a pimple (laughs) 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 uh, pimple. (laughs) the, the rest of the body falls to the ground into a snow pile
2: I was thinking more like pops off like a bottle cap or like a cork and this guy goes for pimple. Like <laughs> I mean,
1: the viscosity would be similar. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you all don't know what these things look like under the snowman illusion.
1: Ugh, that's true. Ugh.
0: So, do you want to move? Or are you moving towards the guard tower as well?
1: Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a catch up with my good sis Dyson.
0: Okay. <laughs> That'll bring us to Lottie. You can reach the guard tower in this turn.
2: Wait, why? I thought... uh okay, no turn. lost Twiggy. Yeah, Twiggy goes before me. Sorry, sorry. Twiggy. Sorry. Twiggy.
4: Sorry. Can I... Uh, the eyes in the sky. What do I see?
0: Do you want to do like a, a full-on perception check? Sure. You do have disadvantage on ability checks because of your exhaustion. Ooh, uh, let's see, what is the perceptions? You can use hero points as well.
4: That is a 24 and a 26, so 24, please.
0: <laughs> Alright, so you notice that there is actually a figure there. It's not just your imagination. It looks like it's it's fairly close. It's within 100, 120 feet of you, and it's towering over you. It's the same... Lord Frostbeast that you saw in the mist earlier, but from much farther away. And you can see them clear as day standing. It's towering like 60 feet tall looking down at you. Fuck
2: that. And he's on Hmm. the other side of the guard tower?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, opposite of all of the action. Gotcha. So as if they are watching over what's happening here.
4: I mean... I really, I really know what I want to do, but I know it's not going to be able to be done. So,
0: go for it. Do it. Try yeah.
4: it. Yes, sure. and
0: yes, and. Come
4: but on. not within. I can't get there in time. Oh, it's 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 out it's outside of your range. Yeah. What's the difference between polymorph and true
0: polymorph? It's a great question. I'm glad that you asked.
4: The only difference I could see here is not only the range, but polymorph would have to be creature into creature
3: mm-hmm. as
4: opposed to true polymorph where you could do creature to creature object to creature or creature to object
3: mm-hmm.
4: those are the only differences i could
0: tell polymorph versus true polymorph it's more um you get more variety with it mm-hmm.
4: i mean it's out of range anyway unless you'll let me be cinematic
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you want to do you want to uh ready in action maybe to see what happens yes
4: yes i would like to ready polymorph
0: (laughs) okay polymorph or true polymorph because polymorph has a range of 60 feet true polymorph is 30
4: regular polymorph
0: so 60 feet okay ready the shit out of that yeah and it does require concentration as well okay so you are readying polymorph that'll bring us to lottie's turn
2: how far away is Lottie from the? That's was it like a stack of lunch boxes, like it was like multiple.
0: Yeah, it's it's like um, it's like a rack of these lunch box powder kegs.
2: Okay, how far away is Twiggy from it? Twiggy's pretty close, about twenty feet away. Okay, and how far away am I? Like, can I get to it?
0: Yeah, you can get there. It'll take like fifteen feet of movement.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna get there. I'm going to light one of them and then I'm going to use my dash action and scream run to everybody. Okay?
3: You screamed
2: what? Run away.
0: So you you lit one of these kegs within the rack where it is right now. Yep. So you're not carrying it with you and going to like throw No, it No, in. no, no.
2: I'm, la- I'm trying to like blow this whole bitch up because once one of them goes off, the amount of, you know, it's going to spark. All of them are going to. Right. It's, it's going to be big boom. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Bitch,
1: we can't move that fast. You don't know the blast radius on these.
2: <gasps> <gasps> That's why I said run.
0: Okay, well, that'll God. bring us to the snowman's turn. They are in continuing
3: to infight.
0: Yeah, there's only like two or three snowmen left between them fighting with each other and fighting this illusion. Which will bring us to Iris's turn. You have just been told to run.
5: I guess I'm going to fucking run the other direction now. I guess. Okay, are you... Are there people still in the guard tower? Lottie just went
0: in there and she lit the fuse of one of the kegs.
2: And I used my cunning action to dash away from it. Yeah, we don't all have a... While I I was screaming, run the fuck away. (laughs) So to answer your question, not really, no.
5: Yeah, I don't have anything else I can do, so I guess I run. Are you running in the same direction as Lottie? I guess. (laughs) I don't know where else to go. All right.
0: That'll bring us to Malekithern. You just heard Lottie yell, run.
1: Luckily, I wasn't as close to the guard tower as they are. So, yeah, I'm going to... um, How close are they to me now that they've
0: run? I'll say they're running towards you. Yeah, they're pretty close to where you are right now. If you were to run, you'd be um, going in the same direction as them. Twiggy, you've just heard Lottie yell, run and you know about this giant Lord Frostfeast, and no one else does.
2: They also have the passive perception that they would have seen what I I did.
0: Yeah, and they also heard you. Yeah. Um,
4: again, I don't know how cinematic you want me to get here. I don't know how much you're going to allow. I will allow a whole lot. My idea is to get in front of Lord Frostfeast and polymorph them into something a little more manageable.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, it's your turn. So however you want to do that. Dimension Door is only a fourth level spell, so I'm sure you've got the spells lots.
4: Yes, I do, but if I use Dimension Door to close the gap to be able to use Polymorph, that'll put me in a weird situation between when it comes to their turn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because
5: that's two actions, right?
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be two actions. So... So unless you want to be real cinematic with this. (laughs) Mm. Also, how close are you to the guard tower? Because, like, that shit's about to blow the fuck up.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Twiggy's pretty close to the guard tower.
4: Last we checked with Twiggy, they were about 20 feet away from the guard tower.
0: Mm -hmm. And they
2: definitely saw what I was doing and that I yelled and heard that I yelled, run.
0: Yeah. How many...
2: How many...
0: (laughs) How many hero points do you have, Twiggy?
2: Hero
4: points I have 17 hero points left
0: Alright Here's what we're gonna do You're level 20 You're some sort of Badass Practically demigod Anyway (laughs) The closest thing that Lanamore has to a god All the four of you So Let's do this I'm gonna tell you the difficulty That I'm thinking of For this thing No I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you that it's high very high and I'm gonna say if you're gonna try and do two spells of this caliber at the same time you've got to roll me like some crazy arcana like roll me a real high arcana Like I mean real high like most of the difficulty classes I set for things are like 18 20 sometimes up to like 24 if I think it's like crazy I'll tell you this. It's not those
3: numbers.
0: (laughs) So, if you would like, you can try it. However, if you fail... (laughs) It'll be spectacular. It'll be a spectacular (laughs) failure. This would be a situation where I might name you the village idiot, but in this case, this is the last session we've got with these characters, so.
1: Let's go. Come on. Go out in a blaze of glory.
5: (laughs) (laughs) The only way Twiki is how. If Hercules should fail, Zeus will fall. (laughs) Okay, well, here's...
4: Here's where it gets real interesting because, uh... I have one level of exhaustion, which gives me disadvantage on ability checks.
3: Oh, it does. Shit.
0: <laughs> so you're gonna have to push yourself pretty hard.
4: My second roll was an at twenty, so my first roll is a little bit lower. <laughs> at a sixteen, not terrible.
2: And then if you still. add your like seventeen hit points. You're going to yeah. get it up to, like, whatever 17 times 2 is. 34. Oh, 34 Lord. plus
4: 16.
2: Is 50.
4: So, yeah, I would like to use uh, a 50 Arcana to, uh...
5: <laughs> so, to wait, you just use used all, all of your hero points?
4: Yes.
0: Yes. Yep.
5: It really is going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> really. Oh, my
0: God. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say. It meets it beats.
3: What? <laughs> Are you, you
5: kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: I set the DC as fifty. This is why we've got these hero points, so you can do cinematic shit like this. Amazing!
3: <laughs> oh. Here's the thing, though. Oh my God!
0: So beats, this means beats. you get to cast these two high level spells in the same turn. However it still needs to make that wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect of the polymorph.
3: Ah,
1: fuck.
0: And what is your...
1: (laughs) Isn't your spell save DC like... 21? 21? Yeah.
2: I was gonna say like, what a spectacular fail that would be if all that got pulled off, but they passed the wisdom check. Right, and it's like, no!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
0: Alright, what is what is your spell save DC for this wisdom save?
4: My spell save is twenty-one.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> I love that he's smiling.
0: This shit makes me nervous.
3: It's not impossible.
2: Uh okay. Um
3: <laughs> Twiggy describe to me what happens. <gasps> Alright. Um Wait, did it succeed? Succeed? Who's to say? Oh, fuck! Look. Lottie lights the
4: gunpowder lunch boxes in the guardhouse and yells, Run! And I look and I see the gunpowder being lit behind me, and I see Lord Frostfeast 60 feet in front of me, or a, what was it, 120 feet in front of me?
0: 100, 120 feet.
4: I dimension door directly in front of Lord Frostfeast, Ten feet away, right in front of them. And then I snap my fingers and cast 9th level True Polymorph.
2: And what do you turn them into? What are you attempting to turn them into?
4: I would like to turn them into a very small miniature play toy of Lord Frostfeast, Just like...
5: Like a wind-up toy?
4: basically yeah like a wind-up toy like hand size can sit in the palm of my hand and like i could crush it with
2: my. you want a lord vest. frosty's action figure like, yeah <laughs> little trophy i can't believe justin's gonna be the one that gets to kill christmas <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well we'll see we'll see i wanted it to be me i'll let you
4: step on him
1: <laughs> opens up a gate to the to, to the fucking hellscape just throw it in there No, it's okay. Break
0: it. Break it. (laughs) Okay.
3: Now I'm going to paint you a work picture. (laughs) You have just
0: pushed yourself to the very limit of what you can do as a bard and as a magic user. This is very powerful being. You hear Lottie say, RUN! And everything goes into slow motion as this ten-second fuse on this gluttonous, gluttonous gif gunpowder lunchbox goes off. You look to the, the gunpowder, you look at Lord Frostfeast, standing 120 so feet away from you. You know what you've gotta do, so you Dimension Door over there. You are standing in front of this towering figure, 60 feet high. The flowing... Wintry mix beard of Lord Frostfeast and the green flowing robes stand in front of you. You look up into his eyes and see that same pale blue orb staring back at you. With a flourish as you're standing in front of Lord Frostfeast. As they're bringing their foot down upon you to squash you like a bug, you snap your fingers and... Lord Frostbeast disappears, and a small toy Lord Frostbeast lands in your hand. <laughs> oh my God. As this happens, you hear a scream from all around you as all of the rest of the snowmen disintegrate into snow. As the miniaturized Lord Frostbeast lands in your hands, behind you, a hundred feet away, a massive explosion sends the guard tower into a blaze of glory. Everyone is fairly safe from the explosion, but now there's a gaping hole and a scar in the tundra. Wow, you don't look at the explosion because you're cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you turn your back on it.
0: <laughs> I can imagine
4: like the the cinematography now of Twiggy standing with their back to the blast, and their hair like kind of flowing in the uh, the blast wind. While they're holding up the tiny Lord Frostfeast toy in their hand. Oh, cinematic as
2: fuck. You really are a gay dramatic bitch, like (laughs) Dawson called you the first episode.
1: (laughs) Gay dramatic bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, so the guard tower has now exploded. Lord Frostfeast is now a miniature toy. Mm Mm-hmm. You all still need to close the rift. Yeah. Uh, However... It seems that whatever happened when Lord Frostfeast was miniaturized kind of put an end to whatever these creatures are, as the ones that were still standing have now disintegrated.
2: How long does that polymorph spell last for? One hour. Oh, okay. Uh, So we gotta
1: rush over to him and get get that thing squared.
5: (laughs) Throw him back
2: into the portal, seal it up. But, like, isn't the portal, like, a couple hours away?
0: From where you are right now, you might be able to get there in an hour's time if you book it.
2: Okay. Um, So someone, like, pick up Twiggy because he's tired and let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah,
0: so Twiggy is
1: going to have to get on my back and I will carry Twiggy as Twiggy carries the the polymorphed motherfucker (laughs) and we gotta go.
0: Maybe Iris wants to do her fancy water work to make things go faster.
5: Ice skating! I mean, I can. I'd have to use another one of my spells. Oh wait, maybe that one's not.
1: I don't think that one is because you're just the water genasi that you can create No, you're right. That's uh, create
5: Water. I can do that at will. Cool.
3: Yep. You're
0: mm-hmm. fucking Elsa and it's awesome. Yes. Let's do it. You all go skating down the path that iris makes for you all through the tundra night has completely fallen now you can see what it looks like an aurora in the distance in the direction that you're going towards the anomaly itself it looks pretty bright from here brighter than any aurora that you've seen but as you approach where the, the spot where the anomaly should be you realize that it's not an aurora and this is the tear itself. This is the anomaly that is putting off this light. It's a wicked red electricity crackling through thin air, it's just holding still right where it is. You can see what looks like a piece of the fabric of like reality is flapping in the breeze. It doesn't look good. You see all around you the remains of frosty Nights and snowmen and reindeer. And various pastries, mother buns even bigger than the mother bun you encountered before, the grandmother bun, if you will. <laughs> it's just an utter frost feast themed massacre. The rip itself, the anomaly, it looks like it stretches like a mile wide. It's massive, a massive tear, and it goes from 500 feet up in the sky all the way down to the ground level, and there are multiple tears. So what would y'all like to do? There's nothing moving around, just except for the, the this piece of the anomaly that's kind of flapping in the breeze.
2: So first of all,
0: throw that motherfucker back in there.
2: Yeah. Yep. Can you like snap him in half and then do it? So he he did.
5: Did he tell us, did Mr. Uh, Cyburns tell us how to close the rift? He
0: did not. Nope. Said that you all would figure it out. Um, You're smart. So. Oh, I should note as well that you see the blinking artificer's ward all around as well. Somehow, I guess scouts put the, the wards up this far down. Oh, to keep the illusion going.
1: So we can either destroy those sigils or whatever the fuck, or I can cast Dispel Magic. Either one will work. I
5: don't know. Maybe throw in Lord Frostfeet back into the portal. We'll close it up.
2: Maybe. Snap him in half and throw him back in. Do that. Do that. Do that.
4: (laughs) Okay. I take the little toy Frostfeast, snap it in half over my knee, and then just like, one after the other, toss the two pieces, the two halves into the
0: void. The anomaly. Okay. You throw Lord Frostfeast back into the this tear The anomaly itself. And for a second, it looks like nothing's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like a reverse rip. You actually hear the sound of like a reverse rip. Like, I don't know. Like a zipper? No, it's not a zipper. Let's do some Foley work. Hey, Justin, take this clip that I'm going to do and then just play it backwards. I
3: need to put it in my microphone. All right? Yes, please. Here we go. I need complete silence. So yeah,
0: and the the tear closes up. The red crackling electricity isn't there anymore. For a split second, Twiggy, as you've thrown Lord Frostfeast in, it looks like you're able to see past the crackling red electricity for a second, and you swear that you see a city on the other side. But you're not sure if that's the exhaustion, or if that's actually there or if that was just a trick of the light or what but you look and you, you kind of you know rub your eyes and there, there was nothing there by the time that
2: you try and get a second look it's closed up that is some golden compass shit and I'm here for it whoa that is cool wow so it done we did the, we did the thing
0: You all can make your way back. You still have the... I mean, if your curiosity is piqued at all, you can do whatever you want, but you all have come what you have uh, claimed that you would do.
3: Yay. I want to know what these things really are. Well. All right, I'll fucking cast Dispel Magic. Okay. You're going to have
0: to roll me a... An ability check using your spellcasting ability modifier. This is going to be a pretty high DC as well. Just letting you know. I can't I'm just tell you gonna what go it is.
2: Stomp on those fucking things and break them.
0: So that's a tool. Tw-
1: what is that? 17 plus six is a 24. And I'm going to use what? I have like 14 hero points left. So I'll use. Oh, fuck it. We're done. So I'll use all 14 of my hero points. Okay. Yeah, that'll be sufficient. <laughs> so basically, I, so. I take a moment, I'm going to kind of breathe in, and I kind of feel the fields of magic that are happening. And I can, I can kind of see them like thread, and I just pull them apart.
0: As you take these deep breaths, you smell the, the scent of... Cinnamon and nutmeg and all the good spices and sugar and, you know, roast and everything. As you rip everything apart, all the threads of magic, you see the lights in these artificers' devices slowly blink out and fade to nothing. And as they do, new smell assaults all of your noses. (laughs) It's no longer the sweet and savory smells of frost feast, it smells somehow in this tundra, like you are in the middle of a bog and it smells like ash and peat and it assaults your nose in a way that like horseradish does when you take a bite of it, Mm. where it kind of burns. It's, It's not a good smell. And as you look around it's no longer snowy and charming and reindeers and frostfeast nights. It is disgusting around you. There is gore all around. There are creatures that have limbs in places that they shouldn't be. You see what once were snowmen now appear to be hideous bird-like creatures with long black beaks. In place of the carrot of the nose.
5: You, you bit a that. beak, man. You bit the <laughs> crunch on a
2: beak. You, you Ozzy you Ozzy Osborne, that shit.
5: Immediately <laughs> Iris and Malekath are like, You bit a beak! You bit a <laughs> beak!
4: Each one I swing around and I go,
0: <laughs> Each one of the pastries or what were pastries look like gigantic bulbous kind of um Pustulant heads. Pustulant? I don't
4: like that word.
0: Merry Christmas. Yeah, they fly with (laughs) wings that sprout from their ears. And they are horrible to look at. And they're just... uh, There's random pools of fluid all around you. And you look upon this scene and (laughs) are assaulted with these smells and sights. And you understand why they put this illusion magic up on I don't like the word fluid
2: (laughs) nope neither do i
0: It's (laughs) I it's just ambiguous enough
5: i'm gonna say iris goes oh my god like she looks like she's gonna throw up and she's like oh god oh my god i'm gonna be sick hold on one second one second and she like backs everybody away from the area and she's gonna cast uh because i haven't had a chance to and we're wrapping up Yes. Her eighth level spell of tsunami. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just going to wipe the slate clean here. Let's just throw all of that into not this area. Just push it all away. It's a 300 foot wall, by the way. 300 feet long, 300 feet high, and 50 feet thick. Dang it. All
0: right, you have cleaned the area of the anomaly. It doesn't smell any better, but at least you don't have to look at all that stuff. It's fair.
1: I'm going to be smelling this for weeks. Do you know how a snake's nose works?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's your tongue. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, I
1: taste it. Uh, uh, I want to
4: die.
1: Can we just go get our money? (laughs) So I can forget we ever came here. <laughs> oh my god.
4: Twiggy so is simultaneously trying to contain their laughter at Malaketh's reaction and, like, not throw up at the same time.
3: <laughs> so.
0: You all head back to Dononk Mill and you are welcomed as heroes. As Lord Frostfeast was polymorphed, it, it seems that all of these anomalous creatures were just wiped out all across of the tundra that you all are in and you are welcomed as heroes you all each get a chest filled with gold and riches gems various
5: uh, another one to add to my collection
0: you all have <laughs> uh, you've got some new gluttonous gluttonous gif lunch boxes gunpowder kegs on the house it's all for you you have finally rid Don unc mill of this stain on the campaign that Captain Lawrence Blastburn Fourth has been on for so long. And you all leave. Everything is good to go. It was a fairly easy job for a few demigods.
5: And then you see Charlie fly by wearing the sweater that I promised to buy him.
0: Yes, Charlie flies <laughs> by with the sweater that you promised to buy him. Robbie has finally found a pair of closed toe shoes
1: <laughs> oh man I was hoping he was in a full parka and still wearing flip flops I was gonna say I feel
5: like no he's he's got a jacket but I feel like we're standing on the ship and I look down and I'm like Robbie why are you not wearing the shoes that I bought you and he's like these are these are my comfy
0: shoes he's let my, uh, you, know, you, you know I need to let my feet breathe It's you know, <laughs> why do they need to breathe rank. you
5: know what it's alright Honestly,
1: (laughs) his foot smell better than what I just tasted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you all sail away and everything is good. Everything is great. And then we get to the epilogue and we're back in the spot where the anomaly was and we see small tear hanging in midair. It's only a few threads, but you see a little crackle of red electricity. Just a little one. And that's where we're going to end. Thank you all so much for listening (laughs) to this uh, winter episode of the Village Idiots podcast. I had a great time DMing. I hope my players had a great time playing, and I hope that you had a great time listening. We don't need to name a Village Idiot this episode because it's the end of this. This is the, the last episode that we're... Recording for twenty twenty. Well, I guess this episode's coming out January fifth, twenty twenty one. So
2: happy New Year!
0: Happy New Year, y'all! Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening throughout this year of twenty twenty. We couldn't be here doing the things that we are doing without you, and we uh, we thank you every day. We think of you every day. Thank you, <laughs> listeners.
2: <laughs> yes, thank you to everyone that listens to us. Yeah. Oh, so anyway. Social media, right, you Nicole? Know? <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a social media. Uh, you can go to tw- <laughs>
5: Yep, we have one. That's
2: we a thing do. that exists in this time of 2020. It is. <laughs> uh, specifically, go visit our Twitter, at Village Idiot Pod. And if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at
5: Nicole the Nerdy.
4: You can find me at J Roma 20.
5: I'm at Neurotic Good.
0: You can find me at Village Idiots DM.
1: I am at AU Plated Garbage on Twitter. Um, Dawson, do you
5: have anything that you would like to plug for the last time?
1: Uh, For the last time, I will
5: let all of you
1: know. Oh,
5: (laughs) I will (laughs) let all of you
1: guys know that um, there will be a podcast forthcoming sometime. By the time this comes out, it'll be 2021. So sometime this year. It'll be sex with Bex, and we'll be talking about all of the things you wish you had learned in sex ed. In the meantime, bug these guys and let them know how much you love me, and I will come back and be a special guest again. Oh, Always. we'll be begging you to come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much to Dawson as well for being on and being a great guest for this winter episode. The we loved having you
5: guest here. The best ever. So nice. And stay boots. tuned because I'm sure we'll have Dawson on for a dilly and dally, so we'll figure yes. that out. That's happening.
1: That's happening.
2: <laughs> we also have a website, uh, villageidiotspodcast.com. Lots of cool stuff up there, like artwork, the Village Idiots tally.
5: And a link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora.
4: If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. Episodes come out every other Tuesday, so stay tuned.
0: Yes, please stay tuned. And also, not just stay tuned to the episodes, because stay tuned, because we have some big news coming in 2021 and we're very excited about it. So, this is on the 5th that you are listening to this, or after, who knows? Not before, but in the next few weeks, we are going to be making some big announcements that we're very excited about. So, uh, keep your eyes on our Twitter feed, I guess. Anyway, thanks, th- thanks again for listening. Um, we love you. Have, uh, aren't you glad is over? Man. <laughs>
5: Can our out, outro be what, what we're changing in 2021? Can that be our big thing, that we don't do this really awkward ending anymore? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, it's part of our brand.
5: Love our the brand. awkward ending. I hate ending. that brand. I hate that journey for us.
0: We're <laughs> just making it more awkward now.
5: <laughs>
0: so, um, <laughs> listen. Bye. Bye. Bye.